restless companion I hope the wind can set you free Right across that golden sun I'll be laying here in the shade of this tree Hey everyone, it's Rob with Four Songs coming at you with another episode pretty quickly after my last one. And guess what? I got some more in the can. I'm not going to guarantee they're going to come out this fast, but you should just stay tuned and subscribe nonetheless if you haven't already. Check me out on Twitter at Four Songs 2. That's at Four Songs Number 2 so you don't miss anything. As for this episode, this is my latest episode of Four Songs Singles, and it's been a long time coming. Those of you who've been listening to the show for a while now may remember that my first episode of January 2021 was with my old friend, Michael Patrick F. Smith. And when I say old friend, I mean way back. I mean, Michael and I went to elementary school together, middle school, high school, and I think we even went to the same church together as kids, which there's not that many people that you know that long that you actually still are in touch with. And that's pretty cool in and of itself. But to be talking to him about this new material and this new song, it's doubly cool if I can be as unimaginative as that and not come up with a better way to describe that. But it's just a trip for me. And I hope that you kind of hear that in our conversation. So the last time we heard from Michael, he was about to release his new book called The Good Hand, which is about his time in North Dakota, trying to get some money uh, out in the fracking boom, which you, those of you who study history or and maybe now geopolitics may remember about 10, 11 years ago, fracking, which is getting gas from rock underground, was transforming a lot of people's lives in the Midwest, and including Michael's, because he decided to go out there and just to see if he could do it, because the job itself is incredibly difficult. It's physical labor. It is some of the hardest conditions you can imagine. In his book, The Good Hand, he talks all about it, how hard it was to to do that work, how hard it was to adjust to this new environment, not just the cold and the, the, the heat of North Dakota, but just being out there in the Midwest with no friends and no money and just to strike it out on your, on his own. The book, as I said, it's a compelling read. I got through it in about two or three days. It's gripping. It's funny. It's sad. It's a brilliant memoir. It just really, it'll move you. If, and we talk a little bit about that on this episode. We don't go into too much detail. You can read the book to find out more. And the book is coming out on paperback. So if you haven't gotten the hardcover, you can get it on paperback. Or actually, we're here to talk about the audio version because he got to record some music with it too. In fact, we're going to talk about one song in particular called Restless Companion, which is about, well, the book itself, which is interesting because he talks about how the song is about him saying goodbye to the book. The goodbye, not just to the book, but to the writing of it and that the adventures that this book is going to have without him. So I don't want to spend too much more time going in the back and forth about it because it's such a fun interview here. I think you'll enjoy it. Again, it's two old friends who haven't caught up in a while who get a chance to just kind of shoot this shit, talk about new music, talk about his his adventures and what's coming up next. And Michael is actually um, about to embark on the second leg of his tour. He, he did some East Coast dates where he's reading from the, the book, also playing some material. And, it, and he's about to strike out back to North Dakota for the first time since the book came out to do a couple shows out there too and catch up with some of his old friends. So go check it out, thegoodhand.org, and listen into this episode of Four Song Singles. So please welcome Michael Patrick F. Smith back to Four Songs. Hey, Mike, welcome back to Four Song Singles. It's great to see you again. 
It's good to see it, man, for sure. Yeah. So we were, we were talking earlier. I mean, the book's been out. I loved it. It's a great read. It's called The Good Hand. How have things been for you the last year and a half or so since we last talked? Oh, yeah. I mean, it's been a wild year, right? Because <laughs> everything that's been happening on Earth has been pretty trippy. And then, um, you know, I had my I guess I talked to you. I talked to you before the, my, the book had come out. Yeah, it was just about to come out. Yeah. So um, since that has come out, it's been there's just been a lot. of It's, it's been doing well and um, and just a lot of like changes and kind of fast and interesting avenues have opened opened up that have been kind of unexpected but so it feels like i think i was saying earlier it's just been feels like this past year has been multiple years yeah what's been happening yeah well that's awesome like i said i love the book and you know you and i grew up in the same area together at the same time we may have even gone to the same church i don't even think that's possible i think Uh, we did yeah yeah and but i had no idea like what y'all went through growing up and so just a real survivor but then to survive a place like williston the height of that fracking boom man that just took some strength i don't i don't think i would have made it yeah <laughs> yeah yeah it's been a it's been a long journey i guess oh. you know it's one of the fun one of the things that's sort of the most interesting about having uh having read in a book that's about my life and having it out in the world is that people know so much about me right now <laughs> <laughs> and it's sort of it's sort of a relief in a lot of ways i think that um you know, I, I've always been a kind of a public person and that I love to perform music and I love to create artwork and you know, do events and that kind of thing. But but it's different than sort of telling people and even people who you're close with, you end up telling them stories about growing up or things that have happened in your life and challenges you've faced. But you don't necessarily get into sort of the detail <laughs> of like, here's 5000 words about, yeah. you know, my upbringing. So it's ended up being, uh, you know, one of the the hardest things that got that I had to get used to in the past year, and I think now I I, I frankly just kind of enjoy it, feel sort of gl- sort of glad that so many of this so many things are just out there that I I don't have to. I don't, it's not that I don't have to explain them, but that they're um, kind of settled a little bit. It's freeing, I guess. Anyone who's listening, if you haven't read it, it's the Good Hand. Well, so before we get to the, the music, real quick. There, there are parts in the book where music comes that you talk about bringing a guitar out and playing around. And obviously I know you, before you wrote the book, you were playing a lot of music in the DC, Baltimore, New York area. When you're mm-hmm. out there, out in North Dakota, I mean, how important was music to you at that time, just given the circumstances that you were in being new to that environment, new mm-hmm. to that kind of pretty hard, incredibly hard work. And mm-hmm. just how did music kind of help you get through that? Or did it? Definitely did. And I find that, you know, being able to sort of sit down with the guitar and uh, play a song, no matter where you are. And a little background with the book was that I had moved to North Dakota and I didn't really, I didn't have any community there. I didn't really have any friends there, but I'd gone there to get a job along with uh, sort of people from all over the country. And there was, it was pretty lonesome for sure at first. So there was the chance just to kind of like take meditative breaks and be with myself and doing that through playing the guitar helps my sanity for sure. And then the other thing that I would say is that there's no better thing to travel with than a guitar or the ability to sing or play an instrument. And that 
that sort of has the ability to open open you up to a, a group of friends or just kind of immediately it gives you a chance to have connections with people so yeah. for instance in north dakota there was a flop house i lived in that had it's like three bedroom townhouse and there are about 15 or 16 people living there kind of depending on the day including this group of jamaican guys who i lived with we'd hang out and while i tried to play bob marley songs they always wanted me to play reggae songs <laughs> which is not my genre, nothing I would ever do uh, in public, but it was a great way for us to kind of hang out and, and, and communicate, you know? I also remember that, you know, there's a Woody Guthrie song called I ain't got no home. And while I was in North Dakota, so many people were uh, homeless was just kind of the deal. People showed up there and slept in their trucks and then tried to get work. And I remember playing that song for a couple guys and uh, one of them was just like, oh, I really you know, just really, really responded to it. You know, um, this idea of, of of traveling around looking for work and sleeping in trucks and that kind of thing. You know, yeah. the, a, song, a song from the Depression sort of jumped through time and really meant a lot to these guys that I met. Yeah. Cool. Well, uh, speaking of music, let's talk about Dakota and which as I understand it's we'll talk about one song in particular called Russell's Companion. Now this Dakota, just tell us a little bit about you know, what's about it was reported kind of in companion to the audio version of the good hand. Is that right? Yeah. So when I did the audiobook, um, and I was able to narrate it myself, which was great, partnered with um, Random House, and they gave me a little bit of a budget to record songs for the audiobook. And so I had a a bunch of songs that I'd written. One is a demo that I made when I was, or I just got it back from North Dakota, from the oil field, and a couple songs, and just a handful of songs that sort of related to me to the themes in the book and the ideas in the book. And so, Restless Companion, though, the song that we're going to talk about is a little bit of an outlier. I did that the summer after the audiobook came out. Okay. But so, but so, so every, so most of these songs were on, available only if you listen to the 14 hours <laughs> of, me, of me reading my memoir. Yeah. Um, and now I'm putting them all up on streamers and uh, excited, to, excited to get them out to the world. Yeah. So did you write, before you get to Russell's Companion, I mean, did you write any of these songs while you were there? I mean, you didn't write enough time, I would imagine. Yeah. I mean, I wrote the song, there's a song called Truck Stop, which is about running into other guys at truck stops who are using the showers and washing up and hunting for jobs. And then there's a song I wrote, also another truck song called My First Truck Was a Chevy. I wrote that right after I left North Dakota. And that was about, you know, a lot of the guys that I worked with out there kind of as recreation. There wasn't that much to do. People would just get drunk and wreck their trucks. So there was one 4th of July, I think four guys uh, that I worked with all smashed up their vehicles like in one weekend. (laughs) And uh, my good friend, Tyler, he had, he was a great storyteller and he just told this kind of stem winder of a story about how he'd, um, how he'd wrecked his truck and then got a different truck. And so I ended up, I, my, the goal was actually to write like a pop country song. I wonder how to pop their country <laughs> song, but it ended up being about wrecking a truck. And I named two and I named Fords and Chevys. So I don't know that yeah. anybody would really put that on a commercial, but yeah. <laughs> you never know. <laughs> so 
Brussels Companion, as you said, this was a bit of an outlier. So in the sense that it, it may not have been influenced by your time out there. So what's, um, what's with this? What's I, mean, I love the song, by the way, but how did it come about? Oh, uh, yeah. So when I finished writing the book, so it took me seven years to write my book. And when I actually like finally completed it and went through the rough, the second draft and the third draft and copy edited it and everything and was finally delivered to um, the publisher, I felt like this. Uh, I felt like I had just ended the longest romantic relationship of my life. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I felt like I should write a song to sort of say goodbye to the to the book. And so it ended up, I started the song and I wrote a, a few verses of it, which were me thinking of, of, of the book going out in the world and it having its own kind of adventures and it's kind of doing its own thing. I think the books and songs in a way too are kind of, are these magical sort of objects and that you never know what it, a song is going to do, who's going to listen to it. When they're going to listen to it, is it the song that somebody falls in love with? Is it a song that, you know, that when someone's grieving, they hear it? Like, it, I think the properties and sort of the sentience of songs and books, I believe that they kind of have their own intelligence and that they travel in their own ways. And so I started writing this tune sort of in honor of uh, the good hand and to say goodbye to it. Fare you well, restless companion, I hope the wind can set you free. Right across that golden sun, I'll be laying here in the shade of this tree. And then I never, I hadn't finished it though. And um, almost a year later after the good hand had come out, I was in Los Angeles and I was kind of in the midst of one of these incredibly ephemeral, but kind of beautiful relationships where, you know, oh. it's not gonna last, but, uh, but it's kind of a wonderful thing to be in for a, this moment of time. A good friend of mine, Al Scrow, who has a studio in Los Angeles, um, I was talking to him about recording a tune and played him a little bit of this one. And he liked it. He said, let's do it. And so I finished writing the song um, the night before we went in the studio to, uh, to record it. Wow. Uh, to me, I, I don't know what you're if you ever listened to like Uncle Tupelo way back in the day. I mean, I feel like this song would fit on Anodyne, their last album together. It just has that, like, to me, this real breezy, catchy feel, good vibe to it that, like I said, would either fit on Anodyne or maybe, like, even Sunvolt's first record.
Yeah, I, I just like that. Even some of the lyrics uh, just kind of brought me back to that because I, that was like my early 20s, just really loving that stuff. I still do. So yeah. I just, when I heard that, I was like, that's, that, that takes me back a bit. So, um, yeah, I think, you know, both those bands use kind of, and they not exactly updating folk music, but they use some of the poetry from folk songs mm-hmm. and then they sort of interpret them in their, through their own lens. And I think that this for me was a tune too, where it was taking um, some of the language of folk songs, trying to turn it on its head a little bit and not like, not make it modern in quotes, but um, deal with just some sort of normal day-to-day stuff of like somebody wearing sunglasses, you know. Yeah, that's the line that I like. That's the one that really jumped out at me, that keep them on because you've seen it all. And is that about anyone in particular or is that that you mentioned the relationship with the book? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, to a certain extent, that was maybe more about the relationship. I'd 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 have to go back in time to like, figure it out but you know that funny thing when some people look cool when they wear sunglasses they just look like you know you've seen it all or you've been through these these experiences you know some of it's you know some of it's kind of fun wordplay usually when i write a song i do it in 10 minutes and if i don't (laughs) finish it in that period of time i never finish it and what's funny with the song like this song I have trouble remembering the lyrics because I didn't write them in one burst. It's interesting to me whenever I, whenever I am actually actively craft a song, I have much harder time remembering. Um, But this was one where I spent some time and had some fun moving the words around and figuring, figuring out, you know, how to place things in interesting ways, as opposed to just being like a brain dump. Right. Yeah. It's like the rhymes are a little different than even the pace. It feels a little different than like a traditional like chorus, verse, chorus, chorus. you know, it's it's very much like it's kind of one pace. And again, that that breeziness and then the fairly well, I think, throughout the thread, throughout the, the, the song just makes it work so well, at least when I hear it. And yeah. so is this, the, is this the, the kickoff? This is the opener, right? To the album? Yeah. Yeah. It's going to kind of kicks off the record. <laughs> Yeah, so you know the it, it it sets a tone. I mean, it's kind of fun to start with the ending, I guess. So was, this book was me saying this was song is me saying goodbye to the book, um, though you would never nobody would ever know that unless I told them. You know? <laughs> <laughs> these shows, <laughs> but it's a it's sort of a bittersweet, you know, a bittersweet song, I guess. Yeah, well, I love it, and I really again. It's a- Terrific lyrics and, and the music. Then who's playing with you? You, you mentioned uh, the, the play you recorded it with, and who else is? Yeah, on? yeah. So it's mostly me and uh, Al Scro. It's mostly Al Scro. He has a studio called Answer Studios in uh, Los Angeles. Al was one of the founders of the Hotel Cafe, and uh, he used to play with Gary Jules quite a bit. He's kind of played with a, a ton of different people. Um, so he plays the drums and the bass oh, wow. and the slide guitar and the piano. Nice. 
<laughs> and then uh, there's a great guitar player, Taylor Crop, who uh, came into the session and laid down just sort of a rip and electric guitar solo. It was one of the most fun ex studio experiences that I've ever had because it, there was kind of no pressure on it. And we just kept it super. It was just me and Al. And it was like, well, do you want to do a song? Yeah, I'll do a song. And we had some wine. I played through the song. It's like, oh, it's pretty good. <laughs> and then we just kind of kept building on it. Well, like I said, I love it. So what's uh, what's coming up next? So you're on, you've got some some readings and, and you're going to North Dakota again. Yeah. You know, I've been waiting a year to do it. Cause I, you know, when the book came out, it was, everything was still shut down, but I'm doing a little tour where I get a chance to combine playing music with telling uh, readings from the book and also telling stories about the book and about the process and about what the experience was like. So I'm having a chance to kind of, so I think it'll be a cool, interesting show where I'm doing about an hour long act. My friend J Tom Nato is coming with me. He's an incredible pedal steel player. And that's going to be through Maryland and New York. And then I'm doing going to North Dakota for uh, a few shows, which will be cool. Yeah. Have you been back since the, the book came out? Not since the book came out. So the last time I was there was 2017. Wow. And, uh, yeah. So I'm looking forward to catching up with my pals there. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Well, thanks again for hopping on with me, Michael. And uh, it's good to see you. Yeah, it's great to see you. So thanks again, for Michael, for joining me for this special episode. Go check out the book. You can get a copy of it. Go to thegoodhand.org. Actually, you can get a copy of the song there, too. And other material he's been putting out the past couple of years, so I encourage you to check it out. That's thegoodhand.org. Go order the book at your favorite bookstore, which is hopefully not Amazon, but you can get it at your local bookstore too. Maybe go support some local businesses. So anyway, stay tuned. I got some more stuff coming. Thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you soon.